welcome to the first installment of Preach to Teach. Dr. Lehman Newtall from Thy Word Worship Center, located in Plymouth, Minnesota, brings us our first message entitled, Favors Better Than Money. That comes from Proverbs 22 and 1. Let's sit back and enjoy this great teaching from Dr. Lehman Newtall. All right. Well, praise God. Thank you, Minister Miller. God bless you and God bless the audience. Everybody just listening. I appreciate it. It's an honor and a privilege for me to be invited here on this platform, and I appreciate it. One thing I love to do is teach. And so tonight, if you don't mind, I'd like to gear our uh, lessons toward teaching. Amen. I and I was impressed with the, the 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 theme that Minister Miller has on on this uh, platform. It says preach to teach, and and one of the things that it, it caught me. I like that. I like that. I like that theme because I often ask my students in the classroom, um, "What is the fivefold ministry?" And so everybody should know is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Amen. And it talks about gifts that God, that Jesus gave to the church. And it, the, the, those gifts are for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. What are those gifts? Those gifts are the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And you notice it, and I asked my student, do you notice that it, it didn't say preacher? And how come it didn't say preacher as part of the, the fivefold? Because the apostle is a preacher, the prophet is a preacher, the evangelist is a preacher. The pastors is a preacher and the teacher is a preacher and so a lot of people misconstrue that preaching is loud and 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 and, and aggressive but the word preach just means to declare and means to decree it means to announce something so a lot of pastors, <laughs> all pastors are preachers, but not all preachers are pastors. Amen. So we're going to get into our word. What do you mean by that, Pastor? What do you mean by that, Dr. Newton? I'll tell you what. My mother was my mother was not an ordained minister, but she was in love with the Lord, saved to the boat, went to church all the time. She drug us to church. But my mama sometimes used to have to preach. She used to have to declare and decree some things. I think I got some amens out there now. Oh, my mama used to say, Boy, when I come home from work, that garbage better be gone out that kitchen. That's preaching. That's declaring. That's, that's decreeing the thing. And so let's not get mixed up, those two mixed up. Either you're going to preach or you're going to teach. 
Well, when the teachers are teaching, the teachers are preaching also. It's not about tone. It's not about how loud somebody is. So let's so let's get that understood from the, from the beginning. So again, I want to thank Minister Miller for inviting me on this podcast. He knows me. He knows what I, he knows what I love to do, and I I prefer a classroom over a pulpit any day. And I've been I've been pastoring for over twenty years, and senior pastor over seventeen at Thy Word Worship Center. And located in Plymouth, Minnesota. Sorry to interject, Pastor, but I've been honored and privileged to be a part of that ministry for at least 12, 13 of those years. So, you know, what you hear, per se, is what you get. Because, I mean, if it ain't in the Bible, he ain't going to teach it, period. <laughs> Amen. Amen, Minister Miller. You're absolutely right. I, that's why it's called... It's not the word church. A lot of people get our ministry mixed up with another ministry called the word church. But it's thy word, T-H-Y word. And you know, the thy, that word comes from the King James translation, which means your. Y-O-W, Y-O-U-R, your. In other words, his word. That's all we, that's all we teach. Not my word. His word, God's word, Amen. So, you, so when you come to our ministry, or you, or you visit us online, come and join us in our service, you're gonna get taught. We're gonna, we're gonna give you His word, not our opinion. It's gonna be His word, Amen. And I know a lot of people can appreciate that. We've heard a lot of, we've heard a lot of people's opinions and a lot of people's theories and. and, and and that's okay to a certain extent. But I remember when I started going to church, in the when I first started going to church, I couldn't wait till Wednesdays. Because on Sundays, I get I didn't understand what was said. So I couldn't wait to go to Bible study on Wednesday so I can get some understanding. Somebody know where I'm finna go with this. You see, the scripture says, and I won't, let's, if y'all don't mind, I'm going to talk. We're going to teach this Bible. Do the teaching for a few minutes. And the theme today is, is, is favor is better than money. That's going to come out of Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1. But, but before we go there, I would like you to look at another scripture first. Go with me. First Kings. First mm -hmm. Kings chapter 3 One verse And that verse is verse 9 First, First Kings chapter 3 verse 9 says Give therefore I'm reading out of the King James translation Give therefore thy servant Or your servant An understanding heart To judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad for who is able to judge this thy so great a people in other words let me give you some background to this scripture the Bible says that God appeared to Solomon in a dream the Lord appeared to him Solomon had just became the king 
a young king of Israel. And, and he was the son of David and he, he took over the throne. And God appeared to Solomon in a dream. And the Lord told Solomon, he said, Solomon, ask me anything, anything you want, and I'll give it to you. The Bible says that Solomon asked, a lot of people say, well, Solomon asked for wisdom. No, he did not ask for wisdom. That's why you should, that's why I love reading out of the King James translation. Because with a lot of different translations, the real meaning get lost in the translation. Now, if you read verse nine, it says that Solomon said, give your servant an understanding heart. Why? So I may discern between good and bad. You see, there's a difference between discernment and wisdom. You know, in first Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about the nine gifts of the spirits, nine spiritual gifts. One of them, one of them is wisdom, and one of them is discernment. So it's two different things. See, wisdom is good to have, but you need discernment to know when to use it. That's why this same man, King Solomon, said in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Wisdom is the principal thing. And therefore get wisdom. But in all thy getting, get an understanding. Solomon understood wisdom was not good enough. You needed to understand and have an understanding in order to know when to, to use what you have. And if you go on in this first Kings chapter third, chapter three, you go on and you'll see the first test that God gave Solomon. The first test that came to Solomon was uh, two women. Some of y'all know this Bible, y'all know. Two women came to Solomon. They both came with babies. They both had day old children. One was one year, one was young, was one year, one day old, the other one was three. In other words, they came to Solomon and said, Solomon, king, this lady, stole my baby while we were asleep but her baby died and she took my son and replaced and switched them out and she took my son and gave me her dead son and the other lady said no the dead son is your son she said no it's not so they both came to Solomon so Solomon can judge so Solomon had to use discernment Solomon said, okay, since you all both said that the baby that's alive is your, is your baby, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Go get me a sword. Go get me a sword. They get that. They would have got a sword. And Solomon took the sword and said, give me the live baby and I'll cut him in half. And you can each take half. And the lady said, no, no. One lady said, don't, don't don't cut the baby in half. Just give her the baby. And then the other lady said, no, cut him in half. And we'll both take a half. Solomon used this sermon. He said, I know who baby it is now. Mm -hmm. It's the woman who said, don't cut him. And he was right. So God gave him the sermon. And that's what the body of Christ needs today. 
you need to have an understanding. And that used to, I used to grieve me when I see a 20 or 30 or 40 people in church on a Sunday. And then we have Bible study on Wednesday and four or five people want to show up. You see, you it's, it's, it's not easy. It's difficult to get an understanding on a Sunday morning. You'll hear a lot of things, but you can't ask any questions. The pastor or the preacher, the evangelist, the minister, whoever is ministering up there, you can't raise your hand and say, hey, hold up, wait a minute, could you go back? Uh, let me make sure I understood this correctly. Could you repeat that? You can't do any of that on a Sunday morning. Therefore, Bible study is, is, is designed to edify, to educate, to enlighten, to improve. That's what edifying means. It means to improve you. In other words, you should be better when you leave than the way you came in. Improved. Amen. And so therefore, get an understanding. Let's get some understanding. Amen. Let's go to our word. Let's go back to the word. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 22. Let's give me a few minutes and I'll, I'll be out of your way. Amen. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1. It says, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. And love and favor is rather than silver and gold. A good name. How many know that sometimes your money can't get you into a place because of your name? Mm -hmm. Your name. It's better to have a good name than money. But also, it goes on to say, and love and favor, not just favor, but love and favor. Stay with me. See, that's why I was telling my minister, thank God for Minister Miller, and I was talking about proofreading. And I, and I love the proofreading. And, and when I was in school, growing up in grammar school, I had a teacher. Well, we all had a lot of teachers. But there was this one teacher in one of these classrooms. She was an English teacher. This teacher would not let me blow spitballs and, and giggle and play in the back of the classroom. To all the rest of my classes, those teachers, algebra class, that's why I don't, I don't I mean algebra don't get along today. Trigonometry and calculus and all that. Because I, the, the, the teacher didn't care if you, if you really learned or not. They just push you on through. But there was one teacher. Her name was Miss Anderson. God bless her soul. She wouldn't let me play around. And I thank God for her because it, 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 it helped me in life and it, it really helps me. I didn't know I was going to be a teacher when I became a, a, a minister in, in, in the ministry. But God prepared me early. He, so he, he, he prepared me to look for words. See, when I looked at the Bible, I look at words and I make sure I study them. Now, it doesn't say loving. This same love and favor. Y'all look at the words. And love and favor. I'm looking at it at King James. Because if you look at another translation, you won't see these two words. When I think about the love and favor, I think about another scripture. that And, and Jeremiah. Come on, y'all. Go to Jeremiah with me real quick. Book of Jeremiah. 
chapter 31. Look at one verse. I want you to look at Jeremiah chapter 31. One verse. It says that the Lord had appeared of old unto me, Jeremiah says, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. I used to hear people say love and kindness, but it doesn't say love and. It says loving. Loving kindness. Not just any kind of love. This is deep. This is a deep love. It's personal. God said, I'm calling you because I love you. And it's deep. It's personal. So therefore, favor is one thing, but loving favor, loving favor is better than riches. It's better than money. My God. That's what I pray God get me favor. I pray for favor. I pray for favor. And that's what the body of Christ need. We need to pray for favor. Don't ask for things. Ask for favor. Ask for understanding. You see, because when Solomon, the same man that wrote Proverbs 22, he understood when he said, back in 1 Kings chapter 3, he was young. But when he got the Proverbs, when Proverbs, when he got the right in Proverbs, he was older now. You see, because when God blessed him with understanding and wisdom and discernment, God said, since you didn't ask for money, I'm going to make you the richest man that ever lived and that ever will live. He blessed them with things. He blessed them with finances and land, cattle. But he didn't ask for that. He asked for understanding. So Solomon knew. That's why he would pin this in, in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1. He said, now you, you might think money is more important. But let me tell you something. Solomon said, it's, favor is better than that. Favor is better than money. There's another scripture, and I'm going somewhere because I know somebody needs favor tonight. Somebody already have, and they done, and, they, and I can hear you saying, "Amen." I, you're right. You're right, Doc. You're right. But here's a scripture that I want you to look at: Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Just one verse. Or somebody say, "Amen." I already know that scripture, bitch. I say, I know you do. Book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 31. It says now, but they, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Look at God. See, this is why I thank God for my English teacher because she taught me adverbs and verbs and, and conjunctions and prepositions and all that. And, and so when I look at the word, it says verse 31, but they that wait upon the Lord. It doesn't say wait on. Oh, this is different between now either, either now on is also a preposition. But it's a but it's a, not a formal 
preposition, like upon is. If I'm at a bus stop and I'm waiting on the bus, I'm waiting on the bus at the bus stop. In other words, I'm just sitting there. I'm waiting on the bus to come. But if I'm in a restaurant and the server, the waitress or the waiter, they're waiting upon my table, they're not just sitting still. They're doing something. They're moving around. They're, they're serving. They're making things better for somebody that's sitting. In other words, this scripture is saying those that wait upon the Lord, don't wait on God to do something. You serve it. You move. You pray. You fast. You serve. You help. You give unto the Lord. Can I get a witness? You see, it's something that happens when you wait on the Lord, when you serve, when you serve the Lord, when you serve God. Yes, something happens. I need you to go to one of the most powerful scriptures that I ever read. Second Kings chapter 20. Beginning at verse one. King James says it like this. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. That's King, King Hezekiah. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, thus said the Lord. He said, set your house in order. Get your stuff together. For you shall die and not live. Verse two, then he turned his face to the wall, Hezekiah did. And he prayed unto the Lord saying verse 3 say I beseech you I beseech thee in other words I beg you oh Lord remember somebody said remember come on y'all Hezekiah said remember Lord now remember now how I will walk how about I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and I've done that which is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. In other words, he cried. This is profound scripture, y'all. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us what, what happened to Hezekiah, why, why he got sick. All it tells us is that the Lord sent a prophet to tell him after he got sick, you're going to die. You getting ready to die. Get your house in order. And what, one of the things I noticed about this scripture that, that a lot of, see a lot of people get sick and they start begging God for healing. Say, Lord, get, I need to be healed. Heal me, Lord. But Hezekiah didn't ask them to get healed. He didn't say to heal me, Lord. Hezekiah said, Lord, remember. He said, Lord, remember. Now, remember how I served you. Remember how I walked before you and I, and, 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 I, and, I, and I led your people and we fought battles together. Remember, Lord, how, how I served you. I did that for you. And the Bible says he cried. And the next thing you read, <laughs> this is what I love. It said, verse five, turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, thus said the Lord, the God of David, 
your father. I've heard your prayer. Oh, look at God. God said, Hezekiah, I have heard your prayer. And I've seen your tears. That's humility, y'all. He humbled himself. Behold, that means look. I will heal you. And on the third day, you should go up into the house of the Lord. And verse 6 says, and I will add to your days 15 years. 15 years. God favored this man because he served God. He waited on the Lord. And because he served God, God gave him favor. He let him live, let him live 15 more years. Bless them. Undeserved. Listen. One thing about favor is it's, it's undeserved. It's unearned. God gives it. But love and favor, God will bless you when you serve him. Somebody said, and this is an old saying, and I know you all heard this saying, time is money. So let's get going. Time is money. But I got news for y'all. Time is not money. Time is more valuable than money. What good is money if you don't have time to spend it? Hallelujah. That's why favor is what you should ask for. Favor. Ask God to give you understanding and, and favor on your life. The next time you walk in the store, my God, God will give you favor. The next time they start telling you they're going to cut stuff off or they're going to do this and there ain't nothing we can do unless you pay the whole amount. Pray. Say, Lord, give me favor. Oh, yeah. See, verse 20, verse 21 in Proverbs chapter 21. I'm sorry. Verse, Proverbs chapter 21, verse 1 says, the hand of the king is in the hand of God. And he'll turn it either way, whatever way he want to turn it. In other words, who's ever in charge? Who's ever the who's the who's the president of the company? Who's the who is the supervisor? Who's the manager? Whoever it is, God's got his heart in his hand, and God will squeeze that heart. Oh yeah, his servant. God will give you faith. They that walk up right before the Lord. No good thing would he withhold from them that walk upright. Favor is better than money. Amen. All right. So now you know, now Minister Miller know it. He'll tell you Dr. Newtall is not a long-winded preacher. I'm not long-winded. See, because there's something about food. So now we're eating. We're eating good. But how many know that when you feed a baby, you put a certain amount of milk in that bottle? And sometimes the Bible, the Bible, <laughs> that that bottle is overfull. And the Milk side going down the baby's cheek. 
In other words, baby said, I had enough. Don't overfeed me. And that's something that the Lord showed me about church, about ministry. You can't overfeed people. Because when you overfeed them, they don't want to come back. But you give them enough to come. Let the appetite stay there. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta give them something to eat, but don't overfeed. So you gotta have discernment to know when to stop, know when to hold them, know when to fold them. You gotta know you just can't keep on talking just to be heard. Give people a chance to, to to process and digest. Amen. I'm gonna bring my uh, my lesson to a close. And could you look to heaven with me? Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word that's already anointed. I thank you, Lord, for your help that you gave me the ability, Lord, to teach your word today. And Father, I pray right now that somebody was edified. I pray, Lord, that somebody has get, got an understanding, Lord, that somebody has got discernment and somebody's going to ask you, Lord, tonight. And I pray, Lord, that you would have appear to them in a dream grant them Lord grant them that wish of understanding grant it Lord and give them favor at the end of the day Father I thank you in advance bless Minister Miller Lord with his platform that you that you have given him Lord you've done this thank you Lord that he cares enough to want to help somebody else Lord thank you for his humility Lord that that's what it, that's what it's all about he's not selfish not prideful God but he wants to help so God, thank you for him. Bless his house and his home. And those that are listening to me right now under the sound of my voice, God, move in a mighty way, God. Bless their houses, bless their home, bless their ministries, Lord. Bless their bodies. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Amen. amen.